and effective ERP implementation will force you to look at these inefficiencies. ERP implementation could be a huge eye opener that my god we had so much of data misalignment in our organizations. No wonder we are having so much of challenges and so much of internal disputes. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. When it comes to growth, the growth could fire back if you don't have sufficient margins to sustain a business. If you have a busy shop floor with several variables that go into making your products, tracking your product's cost could be critical. There are several methods of costing which could vary across industries. Choosing an appropriate costing method could be a drain on your profitability and could mislead you into making incorrect business decisions, which could jeopardize your business. In today's episode, we have our guest, Ram Krishnamurthy, who discusses costing strategies for different businesses and why that matters for ERP implementations. He also breaks down some of the ERP concepts for executives who may not be familiar with ERP or ERP implementations. Finally, he shares some secrets into what makes an ERP transformation projects successful and who would be the right fit to consider an ERP if they have never had one. Let me introduce Ram to you. Ram is a passionate ERP project manager and solution architect with over 32 years of the overall experience. He has implemented more than 25 highly successful ERP projects in several roles including CIO and consultant, with an average customer satisfaction rating of more than 90%. Ram is an expert in implementing ERP costing solutions for different industries, including discrete and process manufacturing, jewelry, pharma, and FMCG industries. He's also a published author for his book, Selected Articles on ERP. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hey Ram, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sam, for having me in the show. It's my pleasure and I'm super excited to discuss your expertise today because you have done a ton of ERP implementations. So to start off, would you like to share your personal story and what you are focusing on these days? Sure. I I have over 30 years of overall experience. Out of that, about 11 years in manufacturing. And for the last 20 years, I've been implementing ERP. When I say implementing ERP, I've been going to the customer places, I've been doing implementation, doing upgrades, everything relating to implementation. I've not been doing a lot of pre-sales or delivery management. This pure customer-facing implementations I've been doing. I've been doing it for the last 20 years. I have uh, implemented end-to-end business solutions, uh, including procurement, inventory, manufacturing, order fulfillment, financials, budgeting, encumbrance accounting. So I have a breadth of experience in ERP accumulated over the last uh, 20 years. Just recently, I completed one project in, in Oracle Fusion Cloud. So I was a project manager and we got, you know, 100% customer satisfaction for that project. 
I do a lot of blogging. I am very active on LinkedIn. So I offer free training and sharing of my knowledge to a lot of uh, you know consultants uh, who are up and coming. So I have so far done about three sessions and all of them have been quite well uh, received. Uh, at present, I'm also focusing on the new technology because I, I believe that this coming decade, the decade of the 20s is going to be that of technology. So there are about 20 technology themes and ideas which are going to drive the technology agenda for the coming decade, coming 20 years. Uh, multi-decadal changes are going to happen in the technologies. I'm trying to learn a little bit about all these new technologies and at the same time blogging about them. Okay, so since this is the growth podcast and this is the question that I ask everybody, Ram, tell me what is your perspective on growth as far as the small to medium-sized businesses go? That's a very interesting question. Most of the uh, small to medium-sized companies are still hesitant to go on, on ERP. They still think that ERP is some esoteric pro- product which you know they won't be able to handle on their own probably. And uh, without ERP, see right now what we are seeing is technology has moved beyond ERP. But even now we see many of the small and medium segments are hesitating to move to ERP itself. But over the last 10 years, ERP technology has also changed and uh, cloud has come in a big way. So uh, the, the implementation, ERP implementation, in case you want to move to ERP, it is much more non-invasive than you know it was earlier. With on-premise, you have to have a lot of investment and all that. Whole lot of changes have happened. And when you talk of growth, a growing company needs a good ERP backbone. That is my perspective. But having said that, I understand there's a lot of hesitation because they also see a lot of challenges in implementing. But that's where good consultants and good implementation partners come in. They can add a, they can bring a lot of value to the organization and a perfectly, a properly implemented ERP can give you data and insights that you never expected to see. For example, one of my companies where ERP was implemented, uh, they found that in one of the process, it's in just one process, they were able to get a huge amount of monthly saving. And this information was available to them only because of the ERP. Without ERP, they would never have known that such inefficiencies existed. So ERP helps you in, obviously, scale, uh, when you are going to scale up as a part of your growth, you need ERP support. See, ERP helps you to focus, uh, it helps you to do, uh, you know, focus less on your backend processes and focus more on your operations and the sales and the marketing part so that a good, good ERP automatically, it's like Google Assistant. It takes care of the back, back office operations so that you are free to focus on your business growth activities. So that's the that's main area where ERP helps. In summary, in, it is my considered opinion as an ERP consultant that going forward for growth to accelerate, traditional approach to IT will not work. You need to have a transformative approach and ERP has to be the backbone of that transformative approach. Okay, so obviously, you know, some of our listeners are going to be extremely familiar with ERP systems just because they might be slightly bigger in size. For these smaller sized businesses, they might not be as familiar with that. In fact, there is varying opinion in terms of what an ERP is. Some people think that it is an accounting system. For some people, it is the MRP system. For some people, it is the order management system. So in your opinion, 
what is an ERP system? And I know you have touched on the benefits of the ERP system. But let's say if I'm trying to explore an ERP, how would you describe an ERP to me and for my company? Sure. If you look at a traditional organization, it has different departments which are running as silos of operation. I'm sure that every one of your customer would have heard this term silos of operation at some time or other. But silos of operation is a real thing. You know, you have a procurement department sitting in one room, stores in another location, finance and accounts in another location, and they don't talk to each other. For example, purchase department raises a purchase order and then sends it to the finance department. And a copy will go to the stores department. But the stores department will will not have a back communication to the procurement saying that, yes, we have received your document. And then once the material is received, the procurement department will not get a information that the material has been received and everything is perfect so that, you know, you can negotiate with the vendor, ask him to send the invoice, whatever. So this communication is not there. Due to the lack of this communication between various departments, there is inefficiency. Entire process of your organization has inefficiency. There is, there is increase in vendor disputes. Vendor will talk to different agents. The vendor will talk to procurement department. Some another contact of the vendor will talk to stores department. Some third guy will talk to accounts department. So there is no, there is no integration in either in communication or in processes and even in systems. So many many organizations will have some systems maybe excel maybe some another system which they will be using for each of these processes so each of these system will also be you know disparate like you have a accounting system you have a procurement system you have a warehouse management system so these are all disparate systems you will have in your organization and the disparate system will clog your data because they may have the same vendor will exist in both the finance and account system as well as in your procurement system. So there is data duplication, there is multiple sources of truth and all these things cause inefficiency in your organization. And what do you need to overcome this? You need a single application which will integrate your entire processes, which will act as a single source of truth, which will give you overall visibility into your processes, end-to-end processes, starting from the requisitions, all the way up to your GL and the financial reports and cash flow statement. So this, if you have this application, it is a single solution for your entire business operations. And that is, and obviously, if you have multiple systems and you are struggling with it, you can easily visualize, your customers can easily uh, easily visualize the benefit of a single system, a single integrated system with a single source of truth you imagine the number of disputes that will come down within your organization there will not be the, the fights between procurement store and finance will come down across the organization and with your partners vendor disputes will come down customer disputes will come down so entire process efficiency will 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 have a jump start with an erp system so if any of your customers are still thinking whether they want erp system my answer is unequivocal Yes, they need, they will need an ERP system, especially if they are in the manufacturing area. I'm not talking here about any specific system per se. You need a well, well configured ERP system to run your business. That is, that is, you know, at this point in time, that is like given, you know, it's like having a mobile phone with you. Everybody has a mobile phone. So every company 
should have ERP system. It's not no longer a luxury. It is more of a necessity and a need for efficient operations these days. So, so that will be my my response to your customer who says that I don't know ERP. So, in summary, ERP helps you integrate your processes, replace disparate applications with single application, and improve your end-to-end process efficiency and visibility. Okay, you just mentioned that ERP is going to be like having a mobile phone, which is great. But do you believe that every company out there, irrespective of how large or small they are, they need to have an ERP? Yes, they do. See, 10 years ago or you know, 5 years ago, if you had asked me this question, I would have said, maybe, yes, no, you know, I would have been iffy. But now I am not iffy. Now I am saying that technology has moved further, much further ahead. So now ERP is, is no longer an esoteric technology. ERP is some, one of your, you know, basic necessities for any, any organization. Whatever be the business they are in, you will need ERP. Data is the key, you know, in, this, in these times. And data visibility, data intelligence, data analysis, cutting out usable information from the data. These are all the focus of the of the companies. The focus of the companies should shift from, okay, whether my work order has been created properly, whether my MRP is running properly, or whether materials are coming properly, whether my vendor is supplying my material properly to my stores, whether my quality checking is happening properly. These are all no longer your focus area because ERP will handle all these things and ERP will give you beautiful dashboards and information which will tell you whether there is any everything is going fine and they will ERP also will give you exception reports in some of the areas where things are moving towards some issue so predictive exception reports also ERP can give a well configured ERP so ERP is is necessary the caveat here is erp has to be implemented well and some of the customers who are hesitant about erp has also seen that almost 60 to 70 percent of erp failed to erp implementations i mean failed to deliver the expected uh, return on investment in the expected time period so that is where they are becoming hesitant i think Okay, so I want to dig a little bit deeper into one of the comments that you made related to the vendors existing in different systems. So if I look at the the SMB landscape, vendors or customers existing in different systems. So let's say if I have the disparate architecture, I am going to have multiple systems in my organization, especially in these small to medium-sized businesses. So I may have, let's say, QuickBooks for accounting. I may have uh, Salesforce for CRM. I may have a procurement system, could be Coupa, Ariba, something like that. Then there might be some other systems. Let's say if I'm a project organization, I may have a tool called Mabellink or something similar. So typically when we work with newer organization or these smaller organizations, they like to use multiple tools. When they use these multiple tools, they need to have the customers or vendors in each of the systems. If you look at the Salesforce, Salesforce require the customer data to be able to make the transactions inside Salesforce from the sales perspective. If you look at QuickBooks, QuickBooks will require vendor and customer data from the accounting and finance perspective. So in your opinion, what would be the implications of having these duplicate records across the systems? Can you touch on that? Sure, I can do that. In one of the implementations, uh, they had a separate uh, 
procurement ma you know management system so and uh, so the procurement management system has its own vendor definition so when we went to implement our erp for erp procurement you need to have the vendor definition so we felt that uh, and that was not a big company which which could uh, uh, there are applications like master data management system which can handle such a situation but it was not a big company which could you know invest at that point of time in a you know data management system so what we did is we we looked at the processes we so we had we had all, one option was to duplicate all the vendors in the erp system but then that will create two sources of truth with two different people managing the vendor data and ensuring that the vendor information was was in sync in both the application was a major challenge so that was that was one of the challenges so to answer your question if you are having disparate system that's what i mentioned about the single source of truth earlier if you have disparate system multiple sources of truth is bound to be an issue because for example if you take like your example of quickbooks having vendor information as well as a procurement system having vendor information so it is possible that the accountant who creates a vendor in quickbooks will create the account as account to create the vendor as say john smith in procurement management system the same vendor may be created as smith comma john or it may be mr john smith so these small tweaks can totally change the way these two systems talk to each other so you will find that in procurement system there is a purchase order against mr smith comma john whereas in uh, in your quickbooks there is no information about smith comma john so these kind of these, these these are not small issues you know i have faced such such vendor naming challenges even in the existing system itself when they gave the when when i am going to implement and when they give me the vendor data i invariably see this situation the same john smith mr mr john smith smith comma john so there are multiple variants of the same vendor with transactions so one of the major challenges when i go to implement erp is merging these vendors and ensuring that all the uh, uh, disparate application has synchronous data so disparate applications having the different views of the same base data is a major major challenge which you will be facing if you have a disparate uh, a set of disparate systems running your organization and that's where erp comes in by erp one major benefit of erp implementation is not the implementation per se an effective erp implementation will force you to look at these inefficiencies sometimes erp implementation could be a huge eye opener that my god we had so much of data misalignment in our organizations no wonder we are having so much of challenges and so much of internal disputes so this vision that we had in inefficient processes that itself is a major major gain if you start going on your erp implementation process Okay, amazing insight there. I love those examples, to be honest. So now we are going to shift the gears a bit, and obviously we need to talk about your costing experience. You have done ton of implementations, as you mentioned in your introduction. So we want to make sure we are digging enough into the the costing because some of the manufacturing customers, when we work with, they are extremely savvy. with respect to the way they do the product costing the way they compute their profit margins but other manufacturers if i am going for some of the hand assembly shops they don't really know how much their product really cost so can you touch on what costing is from your perspective how would you describe this to a small business okay that's a good question 
when you talk of costing you, you know you have to look at it from two different perspectives one is the costing is essentially we are talking about the tracking and analysis of the procurement you know you procure different raw materials and you want to track and analyze the performance of the procurement department and and the and the best way to do that is use the cost and the and the trend in cost as a as a uh, parameter to evaluate the performance of the procurement department so there is a costing from a raw materials perspective but then there is another perspective costing is generated in the procurement department but most of the organization use the cost like you mentioned as a cost plus markup pricing system or as a as a method of evaluating their profitability so in that case they are looking at the cost to the finished product so when you talk of costing so you have the cost which is created in the procurement department but which is used in your production as well as in the sales and the cost of goods sold as well as the finance department so costing has these two different implications you know one is on the creation part and one is on the cost consumption if i could use that word the cost consumption the finished goods costing part so it's very important to understand these differences because in some organization your focus will be on the procurement part especially if you have bulk discounts and payment uh, rebates all those situations in those situation your focus will be on how to improve my procurement so that i can get the benefit of all these cost benefits through my procurement department another the aspect is like you mentioned from the pricing perspective so the benefit of erp is that it will give you information in both ways you can get costing information and the tracking information and the details from the procurement when it comes to the raw material it will also give a detailed cost information about your finished project product which you can use to analyze and evaluate to see how my cost is evolving over a period of time and is it in line with the inflation or am i having some challenges in my cost is there any specific element which is going high or which is going low whatever and also once you have a confidence in your cost of the finished product your all your decision making quality of your decision making including pricing including um, profitability analysis even at the at the sales person even at the available to promise level your quality of decision making will will improve if you have a transparency of your finished product cost so look at your cost from both sides cost is generated during your procurement and the resources consumption and the mostly in finished products the cost is a use cost is finished products are cost users rather than cost creators so if you have this vision that cost has two aspects one is the creation aspect and the other is the utilization aspect your decision making will open up significantly right now there there's a lot of confusion even in a lot of customers whom i deal with also this confusion about the definition of cost just other day i was actually talking to one one friend of mine who has worked in costing his entire life he has 25 years of experience in costing but i asked him how do you do the costing of your raw material without erp and he was confused as to how we are doing it how we were doing it ultimately he had to go back and check and then come back to me saying that okay this is the process that we were following uh, you know prior to our erp so and this this gentleman has over 20 years of experience in in costing he is a cost accountant of that company so this kind of confusion when it comes to costing is a lot of times it's a norm rather than the exception in many other companies whether it is a big company whether it is small company this confusion i have seen happen in many of the customers
Okay, would you like to touch a little bit about different costing methods available for yes. businesses and what are going to be the implications if you don't choose the right costing method designed for your business model? Sure. It is a terminology that I have coined. It's called, I call it costing continuum. Costing continuum has specific costing on one end and standard costing on the other end. Specific costing, obviously, it means that each unit of item has its accurate cost. Standard costing on the other end of the continuum, none of the units have that accurate cost as generated from the transactions. So in between this continuum, you have different methods, fee for, then you have weighted average costing, and then you have some other methods which are not generally used and then comes to standard costing. So mostly these four costing methods, specific costing, FIFO, weighted average costing and standard costing. These are the four costing methods. Now, you you know, you if you look at the first three and the standard costing, you will see a classic difference here. If you look at either of the three, specific costing, FIFO or weighted averaging, it is just a cost capturing method. So if you buy an item at 10 rupees, the cost is 10. If you buy another item, same item at 20 rupees, the average cost becomes 15. So it is just a cost capturing and averaging processes. These forget specific costing, which is very rarely used. FIFO as, as well as weighted averaging is by the name it, itself, it's an averaging method. On the other hand, if you see standard costing, standard costing is what you expect the cost to be. A customer will expect some cost based on his, his experience and expertise and he will want to track and control the cost and control the differences between your actual cost as well as the standard to see where the performance is lagging or improving. So if your objective is control, you must use standard costing. If your objective is capture, for example, we discussed cost plus markup as a pricing strategy. In that situation, you don't need a lot of control. You just need to capture cost accurately. If that is your objective, then you should go for any of the averaging methodologies. But if, if you are a stable company and if you are input prices are generally stable then you may want to control my cost to see how my performance is changing with respect to cost in that case you may want to go for standard costing so these are the these are the four uh, different methods of costing and uh, in general where you will use your objective capture use any of the averaging methods if your objective is analysis and control use standard costing so this is where at a broader level we can talk about the cost Okay, so when we look at different methods, do you have any recommendation to any specific business or product type where you would recommend the FIFO or the average costing? Yes. See, average costing is default. It is going to be, it's my understanding that average costing is going to be the norm. People or companies are not doing average costing because average costing needed ERP support. But with ERP going becoming much more widespread, average costing is going to be the, be the norm. Earlier, FIFO was used in situations where, you know, in FMCG industries, where the low shelf life products moves very fast from your shelf. So in that case, companies were using FIFO cost. But over a period of time, uh, with the weighted averaging coming in, many other companies are going to go for weighted averaging. But having said that, there are certain industries where weighted averaging will not work. For example, most of the commodity industries, you know, in commodity industries, weighted averaging will not work because take, for example, agri products like spices. I had one customer who was in spice business. So in spices, normally the market, the spice market is seasonal. You know, in summer season, 
spices are available and the cost is very cheaper and in rainy season the spices are less available and it's much more expensive so what the companies will do is they'll buy bulk of their procurement chili for example they will buy bulk of their chili procurement during the summer season where availability is high and the cost is low now in this scenario assume that you buy some lot in in winter and if you are using weighted averaging scenario what is going to happen the average cost of the entire quantity is going to change now the operation manager will not accept this because the entire organization put in a lot of effort to identify good source of you know chili in summer with lower cost and just because a fancy erp system has come in and done a weighted averaging now my entire cost has gone for a toss and my profitability has gone for a toss so this none of the commodity this is applicable to every commodity industries whether you are taking of oil whether you talk of sugar whether you talk of uh, whether you talk of steel whether you talk of agri product any commodity industry weighted averaging will not work so you need to have a different uh, you know costing method which is which is called batch costing or lot costing so that is some somewhat between specific costing and fifo uh, so it's also an averaging method but you are averaging cost at a lot level so you can average your cost at a summer lot you can average your cost at a winter lot so the costs are different so your profitability information is much more accurate Uh, from the perspective of business in case of those costing method so commodity industry is mostly uh, mo- uh, they cannot do averaging weighted average costing is not acceptable for commodity industries but uh, most of the other industries manufacturing especially i think weighted averaging cost either it's a transaction weighted averaging as in discrete or a periodic weighted averaging as as in as in process industry i think that will work pretty fine now standard costing is very it's very complex and if your audience is a small and medium segment a standard costing has a lot of pnl impact and and if it's not controlled properly uh, then profit and loss statement could explode on your face and you won't know why it has happened what has happened so for for your target audience if it is smb i would say go for erp go for weighted average costing and and you will do fine you will get all the information uh, that requires for you to take any of the uh, costing related decision making okay so that's it for today ram uh, thank you so much for your insight do you have any last minute closing thoughts thank you so much uh, for giving me this opportunity obviously there are many many more aspects to costing that uh, you know we could have decided discussed but if it has you know created a curiosity in the minds of your target audience who are hesitant about erp i, I think that the objective of my my discussion was to allay those fears in the minds of the companies who want to go for erp and uh, uh, erp can give a lot of benefits and from the perspective of cost a well run erp can take the organization to another level of performance so that's that's my closing thoughts about you know this topic thank thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be a part of this uh, podcast our uh, pleasure ram it's been an insightful conversation i really had uh, a lot of fun discussing this with you thank you so sure, much for your yeah. time and insight thank you so much sam i cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show for sharing their knowledge and journey i always pick up stuff from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today if you want to learn more about ram please visit his blog erp-consultancy.blogspot.com once again that is erp hyphen consultancy dot blogspot dot com 
where he regularly publishes high-quality content on topics related to ERP. He's also active on LinkedIn. Don't forget to check his book, Selected Articles on ERP, which is available on Amazon. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Aaron Kass, CPA from Site Consulting Group, who touches on why culture is an essential ingredient in growth transformation projects such as ERP implementations. Also, the interview with Wayne Serin, who brings a unique perspective on why business processes are more important for growth than individual business systems. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you. And I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.